0: Owen and Brew's barbecue is open for business and today we're serving up puffer pig tenderloins with our crowd ah. favorite pork brisket. Myself, my name's Matt, I'm joined with Nick. Hey everybody. <laughs> we are a man down tonight. So we, we do not have Chris with us which if this if this show is less funny, we're going to blame it on him because
1: we're going to get serious serious Star Wars talk here.
0: We we were pretty much geeking out for like about fifteen minutes beforehand, and and uh, I pulled the normal jack. Like, hey, we should be recording this because this is good Star Wars talk. Yeah,
1: who doesn't have fun talking about Star Wars? Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, oh, oh go ahead. What were you well, going to say? I was gonna, I was just kind of step on your toes. I was like, hey, tonight, guys, we're going to talk about uh, Star Wars Rebels. So, yeah, if you guys, watch. Uh, if you guys watch Rebels, you're in for a treat. We're going to try to recap very broadly the first six episodes that have uh gone two at a time which is a really neat format they're doing because it's uh the arcs are more complete i think this way yeah it's it's and in
0: some ways it's a little bit more binge <laughs> it, it's it fits more in with our binge kind of watch society where it's like oh i get two yeah so um each yeah. week so
1: it makes me wonder like uh you know, why they chose to do it now. Because I, I, I kind of felt they should have done that from the beginning. of have had, like, a serial show. Um, but like I wonder, because it's basically going to end here in, just, yeah. you know, a month and a half, and right when the new Star Wars movie comes out. So you wonder if, if and you know, even though it's happening 40 years prior to uh, The Last Jedi, you wonder if there's going to be some kind of tie-in. Maybe they, that's why they went in with that schedule of, like, oh, let's get it out quick.
0: Well, they they actually won't finish before the last Jedi. I thought that was going to be the case. I I checked the schedule um, okay. a little bit beforehand, and it looks as though there's going to be a holiday break, and they're oh. gonna they're gonna piece out the rest of the the second half at the beginning of 2018. So
1: a holiday break, so like um, a good uh, life day. <laughs> Everything from about life day. You're right because yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's Thanksgiving.
0: Uh, <laughs> Well, that's when it originally aired. It was supposed right. to be a Thanksgiving kind of. Day you kind of wonder if Disney will remake the holiday special. You know, there's about there's an article about Star Wars everywhere you look on the internet these days, and there was there was an actual thing that that said that Star Wars needs to redo Life Day they or, or um,
1: <laughs> holiday special. Excuse me. That's what it is. Life Day. That, that was the whole Han's purpose. We gotta get you home for Life Day, buddy. <laughs> I just feel like like there's been a, a war on Life Day. Mm-hmm. For a while
0: now, like people just don't say it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm bringing Life Day back. Um, <laughs> but uh, beyond Life Day, I have been trying to stay away from actual Star Wars, um, you know, trailers now. Like, I, I keep seeing headlines for like, oh, this trailer gives something away, or you know, is Luke evil? Is he not, you know, it was this spoily? You know, I don't know. I just keep. I I keep passing over them, trying not to look at them.
1: Yeah, the the new one, I don't know if it got just got released. I did see it um last night for the first time during the World Series game seven. Um the new trailer you're not missing much. There is like a couple it's basically the same one we reviewed you know, a month ago, month and a half ago. There's a couple extra little scenes. Like you see Luke um walk into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and turn on the lights, you know, so you get that oh, sound, you know, and yeah. uh uh, you see, I saw how- that
0: photo today on Instagram, and I was like, ooh, that looks really cool.
1: Yeah. But, like, it's basically the same trailer, and especially the same voiceover stuff of, like, you know, Ry- uh, Kylo Ren saying, like, you know, let the past die and all that. But it's, it's – oh, I mean, there's okay. a couple of just little extra things, but nothing that you're going to be like, ooh. You know? Right. It's, it's – it's, it's, I, 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 At this point, I
0: feel like I just need to put on the blinders and, like, headphones and, you know, I actually – took Star Wars off my favorite list on my Apple News feed so that I don't, I don't get as much Star Wars. Like, it still pops up, but, you know. Anyway, um, Rebels, though. Yeah. Um, let's, wait, before we begin, <laughs> like to just at least point out where you could send feedback to our show. Um, the Force is well done at gmail.com. Uh, Chris came up with that. Wonderful title, just like our, our show title. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Owen and Beru's Barbecue. You can find us both uh, through that name there. Um, and we are a Jane and Jack production. So uh, if you like to help support us, you can become a patron. Uh, donating a dollar will gain you access to the After Dark podcast. And uh, at the $5 level, you get access to the patron Facebook page, plus an extra patron choice Episode each month, right? Yeah, yeah. We so, try, to try our best. Yeah. Well, I'm on the most recent one, so that's why I'm pushing it. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. So I give a, a top five list of uh, scary movies. So
1: I love also like you know we're, we're not the top you know, when you when you type in Star Wars in your podcast searches we're not the top one but if we are the top if you type in Owen we're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> type in Owen and we're there. <clears throat> I like
0: I like to think of us as like a, an elite fine puffer pig
1: tenderloin. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. By the way. <laughs> that was I did like that. I was like, "What the heck is these puffer pigs? What do they do?" And then I was like, "Oh, we found out." I was like, oh, "Okay, that's pretty cool." Some
0: some up between a a, a puffer a, fish and a pig. A, so. Yeah,
1: blowfish. Yeah, and
0: a yeah. pig. Yeah. Well, let's jump into these episodes. So I know these first two, from what you had said, were were some of your your favorites from from what we've seen. So Uh, far, yeah. The season, season anyway. The season, anyway. Um, Well, I mean, if you like jetpacks, and who doesn't, cool Mandalorian armor, this episode is for you.
1: Yeah, like, I've always been, I think a lot of people are fascinated with Mandalorians because, you know, all you've seen in the movies is Django Fett in Episode 2 and and then Boba Fett, very briefly, in Episode 5 and 6. And that's it. And yeah. uh, you have a couple episodes in the Clone Wars cartoons that are you know about their their rebellion and the Dark Saber and all that, but you're seeing more of like the dark side of the Mandalorians. And so this one was a bit more of optimistic, of like some mm. factions are you know sp- allying with the Empire, and then there's some that aren't and. Well yeah, Clan
0: Saxon was aligned. Saxon. Yeah, they were aligned with the, the Empire, which makes sense. I mean Saxon, come on. Anglo Saxon, we get it. It's it's a it's a white thing. Yeah.
1: Got some got some English people?
0: I no, I'm just saying. Like, it was clear <laughs> I mean some of these other clans, like Clan Kriz, Cris Kriz, Kries? They Chris, yeah. Yeah. So um Clan Wren, of course, which we know as Sabine Wren. So uh yeah, I, the the little uh, recap that I have written down here is um for those that uh I guess didn't watch the episode. But, you know, I guess if you're interested in Rebels, this is a good season to start, I think. You know, just jump jump right in.
1: Yeah, well this one is one of the things that, the good things I'm liking about this one is they're really tying it in not to a new hope. They're tying it into uh uh Rogue One. More in, and then into a new hope because you're starting to see now, and especially these last two episodes, you're seeing uh, the two TIE Fighter Defender, TIE Defender, uh, you're seeing um, uh, the, the elite stormtrooper, the black, the dark black trooper. Yeah, you're yeah, seeing, seeing a lot true. of the, the, yeah, that you're seeing these characters that are in Rogue One, and you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. They're slowly, well, not really, sometimes forcefully, kind of allying them. <laughs> are they te- are they technically a dark trooper? Because I, I don't think of them as dark troopers. Well they, they call
0: them death troopers. Death troopers,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, when so. I think dark dark trooper, I think of the you know, the video games, you know, K- you know, Calcatan and all that.
0: Yeah. My my son wanted a death trooper mask for Halloween one year. And it, it was it was kind of one of those funny things like, Yeah, sure, have your death mask. <laughs> <laughs> um Let me let me read this recap because at least sure. I typed it out so um or at least copied it. Sabine, Kanan, and Ezra lead Clan Wren in a raid on a Clan Saxon outpost to rescue Sabine's father, who is being held captive by Clan Saxon on behalf of the Empire. The outpost turns out to be a trap to capture Sabine, but they are rescued by Lady Bo-Katan and Clan Kriz, Krizi? I don't know how to pronounce that. I never picked up on that. Kriz, the Krizay.
1: I'm the worst at enunciating and pronouncing things.
0: Uh, As Bo-Katan should have become ruler uh, of Mandalore after her sister, Duchess Satine, was murdered. Uh, Sabine attempts to give her the Tarksaber, but Bo-Katan refuses to accept it. Um, Sabine's father is to be moved to the capital city. city?
1: Oh. Oh, You're going going through both of them. Okay.
0: Oh. Uh, no, I was just finishing out this one, this one episode. So he's, he's being moved. Where was that out there? The attack convoy and, oh, sorry. I'm totally murdering this. <laughs> uh, no, the, can- the convoy
1: was in, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's in the second the part two. City. Uh, no, I think that was in part Okay you're right that. you're right I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh they attack the convoy and which was the cool part with all the jetpacks flying around. That's why I was like I mean it just jetpack city. Uh and that scene where where Ezra is actually trying to uh stab the lightsaber through the floor of yeah. the of the I mean that was such a cool scene. Um anyway, they they attack the convoy and succeeded in rescuing Sabine's father, uh Alric. Alric.
2: Yeah.
0: He was clearly an artist, so that was cool, um, who turns out to be as much of an artist as Sabine. Sabine is contacted by her mother just as the Empire reveals a new weapon, the sound of which Sabine recognizes. They rush to the site of the attack and find every Mandalorian wa- warrior vaporized. Sabine is devastated as she realizes they were killed by a weapon she personally designed for the Empire. Wait five minutes. <laughs>
1: Actually, wait five minutes. Uh, yeah, no, I, I liked it. It had a nice little mystery there at the end of like, ooh, what's that? You know, and it's another I – w- I wouldn't have liked to have waited a week or two weeks to see oh, the next episode. So that's yeah, another good reason why they're serialized in, in this one. But, yeah, I liked it. You had, had a good uh, setup of – of, you know, a good purpose of, like, hey, we're going to rescue... I didn't remember her father at all from last season, so... he Her father's never been in it, actually. Okay. So this is
0: the first time we got to to meet the father. Now, Bo-Katan, she was in some of the Clone War episodes, and I think, you know, this is the other way that this season has really firmly rooted itself between Clone Wars and, you know, the 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 very edge of A New Hope with mm-hmm. Revlon. You know, it's like, it's it's so... I don't know. It's tying up storylines that Clone Wars never got to finish, and you know, at least you know where that was left. I think it's season five. There's um, about three episodes that deal with with uh, the Duchess Satine's murder, right? Um, Obi Wan and, and their yeah. relationship, and and all that. And Mandalore is under civil war at that point too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, anyway, so it was interesting that they brought her back and even though i didn't recognize her at first um you know it wasn't like oh yeah of course boca you know
2: yeah
1: Uh, i mean i I was just confused a bit with the whole dad thing because i'm going like who's this guy like and when did that happen like did i miss something last season because usually i remember it and i was like why is he important (laughs) but i mean i just kind of so i just kind of put that to the back of my mind watched it for what it was of like oh okay we got good you know just let's just think of it as a prisoner uh you know uh Trying to break him out of prison, more yeah. Than get caught up in who the heck is this guy? Well, and, and I think I think
0: Rebels works pretty pretty well in that that aspect of being pretty loose with like, as as we'll see in some of the other episodes where they reference characters that we haven't seen for a long time that you can pretty much roll with the punches and figure out what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, like. So. But I agree, though the uh, the action scenes, uh, especially with Ezra, kind of taking, for well, I me, mean, he's always kind of done his own thing, but yeah, like this time he actually looked not quite like a Jedi, but pretty close, you know, he, <laughs> he had that humorous start where he couldn't fly the jet pack,
0: which, um, by the way, I, 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 you know, you and I come, we were talking about this before the podcast, you and I come from the show and two different perspectives. Um, you, you want more of the darker tone and you just keep, keep wanting it to, to go darker. And, uh, meanwhile, I watch it with my 7-year-old and my 10-year-old, and it is kind of more of a, a family affair where where we gather around and we talk about things in the, sh- in the episode, and, and they love to reenact things and speculate.
1: Well, you know, like I think I tend to like dark stories, because I think a good adventure, a good anything, should always put the viewer on the edge of, I'm really hoping but at any point it could tilt and like the hero could die. I mean, I think Lord of the yeah. Rings does a good job of that, of especially in the first two books of like, you're not quite sure if you're going to get out of this alive. And mm-hmm. the thing with Disney and even with some, some parts of Star Wars is that they, they tend to, especially in the Clone Wars cartoons, but it's a cartoon. They have to keep it light, but right. they, they don't show, How the empire or how the any on evil got to this point? They just show the heroes winning the day. It's like Mm GI Joe back in the eighties. It's like you know, like God let Cobra win at least one time. I mean, come on. Yeah, but but I I would say that Clone Wars has like some of those psychological
0: elements that kind of challenge you. You know, like when one of the Clone Wars goes goes wild and kills one of the Jedi. Um, I know we're talking Clone Wars and not Rebels, but um, and and Clone Wars. I think it was unique in the fact that it was produced by Lucasfilm um, when it was independent from Disney. Um, and and it, I don't know. I mean, it is, it is a darker tone show. I mean, even when I watch it
1: sometimes with my kids, I'm like, wow, this is really brutal. Well, I mean, like the original Clone Wars cartoons, the ones that came out in 05 and yeah. 05, I love those. Those to mm-hmm. me are so good. and, it's like the i'm not sure if it's episode 1 of season 2 or the last one of season 1 but it's the one you know where the jedi are all you know uh in that little area and they're they're hiding from the uh the systems confederate systems uh and you see the padawan like sweating and mm-hmm. he's like nervous and he's wanting to just get out of there because they know that they're trapped, that they're doomed and all the, the uh, actual Jedi Knights are like, calm down, keep, you know, keep your cool. And then finally one breaks and runs out. And then you see you know, Grievous just jump down and just crush him. Like to <sighs> me, that is what I want because you, you felt mm-hmm. that fear of that Padawan like panicking. And then the yeah. fact that... Uh, there was a consequence. Yeah, there's a consequence to that and Grievous does it. And then Grievous goes in single-handedly and just makes all these Jedi look like a joke. Like, mm-hmm. to me, that is what I'm talking about. It's just that edge of, like, at any moment, even though you know, like, a lot of these Jedi Knights, like, it's a possible possibility that they could die. And that's what right. I mean. That's the darkness that I want. It's just like, wow. Like, uh, of course, they didn't end up working out for them, but it just, that's what I'm talking about. I like sure. the edge. Yeah. No, I know. I, I, um, and, and I guess, I mean, I still like, I
0: like, still like good storytelling, and, and, you know, that's, that's evident. Um, I think throughout Rebels has just gotten better, at least personally for me as I've, I've watched, I just continually enjoy it. And, and maybe it's like I said, it's one of those things I've watched with my kids. So as they've grown, you know, like we've kind of grown like with the show. So, um, so I'm curious as to how they'll, they'll deal with, and maybe me too. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Potential, you know, character deaths and, and, you know, I haven't gotten to speculating what will happen with these characters, but that's something
1: else we could speculate about because yeah. I'm very curious with that too is like how are you going to deal with Ezra and Kanan? Right? Exactly. That there's not supposed to be Jedi and by the time A New Hope comes around, aside from Obi-Wan and Yoda. Right. Uh, and I'm sure Disney will cop out and say like, you know, they went off to another but they planet. Didn't, but...
0: but they didn't cop out with Rogue One.
1: No, they didn't. But that's also a movie so... as well. Uh, I, th- I think there's –
0: I guess, you know, we're we're not too far into our recaps here. We can but why not? Um you know, Chris would have had us on on something else by now. So oh, absolutely. <laughs> why not speculate? We'd we still
1: be on the holiday special if Chris was here. We probably would be.
0: <laughs> Hey, did you guys know that uh Boba Fett first made his appearance on holiday
1: special? Be Arthur, man. <clears throat> awesome scene. <laughs> 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 um
0: so anyway, my speculation is that Kanan is kind of a given that, that, I you know, there's a lot of Jedi that play that sacrificial role, as we saw with Obi-Wan. Um, I don't know. I, I think that there's a certain give and take there where you kind of expect that Kanan will sacrifice himself to save Ezra.
1: So I, I, I wonder if, if it's like one will survive and the other one won't. Mm-hmm. But you also um, see that budding romance as well with Kanan in this in the last episode or was the next last one that we just saw. Yeah. Uh which there's always kind of a hint but nothing right. really and you kind of wonder like what will happen there.
0: Oh yeah. Oh they they've they've been really good about doling out the the shipper aspect of of Kanan and, and Hera because they they never have played it too heavily but but it's always been kind of peppered throughout um, I did read the book, um, A New Dawn. A New Dawn. Yeah, and that's interesting. Just the backstory there between how those two met, and the fact that Kanan was kind of, a, he was kind of being a bit of a player, you know, and just kind <laughs> kind of following Hera around, like trying to to get with her. You know, he wasn't really. <laughs> I mean, that's how they, how they play it in the book. Is that he's a bit more of a of a cad. He's just like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of he fits the mold of the hero. There's that Jedi side that he pushed down that kind of bubbles up. Um, so
1: yeah, I mean you got to think about it. You know, he's not really a Jedi. You know, he was a Padawan when Order sixty six happened. He doesn't really have a whole lot of training. And well, that's... Te- technically he was knighted. Was he knighted? Okay.
0: And well, he was knighted in the Jedi Temple there in Lothal, um by the old Inquisitor, oh. like a force ghost of the old Inquisitor. So take of that what you will.
1: How convenient.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to part two.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, by the way, I, I like this opening, but, you know, uh, you know, I, I felt that it was going to be a trap. Of course it was a trap. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they kill off the, uh, the mom and the brother just like that. They're, they're back again. Uh, Part two, Sabine is relieved to find her mother and brother have survived the Empire's attack. As more Imperials arrive, Sabine and her allies are rescued by clan... Eh, Whatever. Uh, While Bo-Katan and Ezra destroy the pursuing TIE fighters, Saxon shows a recording of the weapon's field test to Thrawn. The weapon superheats an alloy in Mandalorian armor, killing the occupant but leaving stormtroopers unharmed. At bo camp, her men conf- confront uh, Sabine for her role in the creation of the weapon, which she named the Duchess, after bo sister conveniently uh, named Satine, which rhymes with Sabine, if you're not confused by now. <laughs> Sabine convinces clan Krizz-Krizaz uh, to join her in a raid on Saxon Star Destroyer to destroy the weapon during the assault Sabine is incapacitated by Saxon, who orders her to adjust the weapon to its full power. Little does she know she can pull a Superman, too. And she does. <laughs> she recalibrates the weapon to target Imperial armor, which stuns the Imperial troops. Sabine slashes the weapon with the Darksaber, breaching its power core and destroying the Star Destroyer. <clears throat> Later at the Krizzy? I, I hate the fact that I can't pronounce this. Uh, Sabine gives bo the the Darksaber once again, making her the true leader of Mandalore. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, there were some interesting things about it in that um, Thrawn, very calculating, was not that impressed with the weapon and demanded that Sabine be captured in order to, for bringing the weapon to its full potential, and this is kind of where I was a little disappointed with the episode. Um, even though I liked the episode, it it had a very Disney ending to it, uh, and that I, I I wanted the weapon I wanted the weapon to really come to full potential, and because uh, like in my thinking is that you know the Mandalores, you don't see them during. Um. Uh, the Civil War, you know, it's coming with a new hope and empire and all that. You, they're non-existent. You don't hear anything about them other than Boba Fett. And so, well, I mean, I think in the EU, <coughs> I think when this no longer can, I want to say that the Mandalorians got wiped out by the empire for mm. just natural rebellious nature. And I felt this would have been a very good uh, later episode mm. to where if, if actually this weapon actually does wipe out the Mandalorians, you know, uh, I see. Not all of them, but yeah, well, a he, good majority of them she did just destroy the prototype.
0: The Empire clearly has the has it on a hard drive somewhere in the cloud, yeah, in the cloud <laughs> <laughs> and uh so you know i guess I guess that could always happen, you know the
1: destruction. I, mean, I mean you wouldn't have to show it, but you, yeah you could you could have i mean just like in how the first episode ended, it was just the sound, you know, and then people dying off like you, you could have have done that because I can't see, you know, it's just like the other guy, you know, and the other Mandalorians there were working for the empire saying, well, can't this be used against us? And the guy's like, shut up. You know, it's all about you know, <laughs> my power. You know, oh, ha, ha. Uh, I mean, that was, it was smart of that guy to think that way. Cause you, you can see the empire using it because they don't care. They just want power and they want control. And the Mandalorians are clearly a threat to that. Cause they, they're an independent rogue kind of world. Yeah. And, um, Clearly
0: superior fighters, too. so.
1: But, yeah, but the whole Superman 2, dead on, that really, like, really? Was like, you really think she's going to fix the weapon under duress like that? Like, <laughs> you sap.
2: <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Who's,
1: who's going to fall for that? <laughs>
0: um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I like the, the fact that we did get both of them together. I think both episodes make each other stronger. It's like, on its own, maybe this one wouldn't just be a four- maybe the first one would be a 4.5 and together they make 4.25 or something like that. I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to rank these because to me, they're, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a, to me, there's only a handful of an entire series that are like, wow, it's a great episode. You know, and yeah. usually they have Vader in them <laughs> but, uh, or, or Ahsoka or something like that, that, you know, characters you're like, Oh, like this, this is an important episode because this is happening. Right, but uh, I mean, this one, like I say, like this one could have been a potential episode. You know, saying like if the weapon would have been, it's kind of like in that Clone Wars, uh, and I forget what season it is where they have the uh, the ship, you know, with the big uh, ion cannon on it that Grievous has, um, yeah. Malavents or something like that, the ship. Like that would have been really cool because to me that one almost seemed like if you know World War II history it was like sink the Bismarck you mm-hmm. know which was the mm-hmm. German battleship it was the only German battleship of World War II and then basically the entire uh, English Navy took it all of it to sink this battleship and I was like oh this really could have been cool if they would have expanded it a little bit more but it's a cartoon and they have to compress it to make it more condensed but I was like oh man like that. So that's I me. Mean, I'm always, I'm, I'm always thinking yeah. of just like where you can take stories bigger than. Well,
0: I mean, I, there's always that potential for, you know, I think a book to take that further to say, okay, S- Sabine's technology was still there. The Empire came back. They, you know, destroyed half of Mandalore, and and from these ashes, this hero arose, and blah 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 blah. There's your story. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm curious as to where they're gonna take. The uh, animation series after Rebels, because essentially we got Clone Wars between episodes two and three, and and Rebels between three and four. I feel like the next place for them to go is between um, six and seven.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No? six and seven. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, they'll do something like that because I I know Kathleen Kennedy has said you know you know they're not going to touch anything with lucas's films like that's just what it's going to be and that's it right and so they, yeah they've got a definitely a big sandbox to play in when it comes after jedi in between uh the force awakens and everything and then, of course they have that other new the new uh forces what, of destiny yeah forces of destiny they have that yeah. now that shows like heroines you know and yeah um, it. um yeah my um of course
0: my daughter's all about it um and it's great because at least it's on youtube so it's just something that you know, pops up or what have you, but uh, the, um, I've, I've seen, I've seen quite a few of them. Uh, there was, there was a really humorous one uh, that was just released October 30th. Spoilers for Hera. She's, she survives. We already kind of knew that because she's in Rogue One. She's in Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, uh, there's a forces of destiny where she is on uh, Endor. Um, and there, she actually has an interaction with Han Solo. Um, but the, the Ewoks are hungry, and they're going to eat stormtroopers. So Leia <laughs> Leia instructs Han Solo to, to get some supplies from... Um, did I say Sabine? Hera. You said Hera. No, okay, I said Hera. good. Yeah. I just want to make sure. So,
1: so uh, Han gets the, uh, the barbecue sauce? I, I guess so, yeah. And the, yeah. the
0: pork and the pig. Yeah, Uh, the puffer pigs. Yeah, they
1: try. That's that's the one of the things that always made me, as I got older, laugh about Jedi. It's like they're they're just they're just you know partying it up, you know, and telling stories and everything. It's like, dude, they just tried to eat you like ten minutes ago, and you're all cool with it now. Like, no, I wouldn't forget the fact that all these little teddy bears just tried to eat me. (laughs) I'm just gonna be bitter about it.
0: In the uh... In the comic book uh, *Shattered Empire*, which takes place immediately after *Return of the Jedi* um, ends, they they show a scene of, or maybe it's maybe it's not that comic. Maybe it's a different comic that I'm thinking of. I've read way too many of them now. Um, but there's a scene though that specifically shows them celebrating, and these these rebels are are saying, "Hey, this meat tastes great. What's this meat?" <laughs> nice. So. <laughs> Uh, a little, a little something more where where it proves that the Ewoks did cannibalize and, and they did eat some of the Stormtroopers. So yeah. there's a little darkness for you there. They're probably a little gamey. I <laughs> they were stringy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So um, anyway, Hera, Chopper, and the Ghost are all on Endor. So those those three three things we know the trajectory of. So um, I guess we can get to the speculation of some other characters later. Um, on to episodes three and four. In the name of the rebellion, I ask you to stop shoving Saw Guerrero down my throat. Yes. I think that's I think that's the title of this episode.
1: He's the only I really like Rogue One. Yeah, uh, but that's the only part. in that opening third of the movie is the Soguerrera stuff. It didn't quite fit. You just it mm-hmm. just felt forced and like, who's this guy who's rebelling against the rebellion? And yeah. And I just it it just didn't fit. And then and then the thing is they're trying now with the with the these uh rebels to try to give him a little bit more of a backstory to where it'll fit, but like they still just it just doesn't work. Right. And I, it, it, yeah. I, I'm no that's that's uh
0: <laughs> my uh my my notes on this uh say the next two two part episode also connects a Clone Wars character that um because he first appeared in, in uh, a three-part uh, arc in Clone Wars. I think it's season four, uh, if I'm not mistaken, which, by the way, not the best episodes. Like, I mean, I've watched those again, and I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's... But anyway, yeah, he appears in Rogue One, and um, Saul returns to incite uh, basically a teenage rebellion amongst the ranks of the Rebel family crew, um, hijacks their kids, and um, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, this this episode,
1: um, <laughs> I don't know if I really want to go into a long
0: yeah, I mean breakdown it, of
1: it. Like I said, I, I felt you know like, like kind of like what we were saying before we started recording, the first two episodes and the last two have been the good ones. Like the name of the rebellion, part one and part two, were kind of like I watched them. I was kind of like eh. yeah, yeah, it's just. I mean, they're they're good. I mean, I like... Like I said, this is the first one where you really start to see the the links between Rogue One and this, because you're seeing uh, Saul in, in the first episode and Mon Mothma. And the, the feud between them of, like, why he's breaking off. He doesn't really want to work with the Rebellion. And then in episode two, in the second episode, The Name of rebellion Part 2, you're seeing the the super, the, the big Kyber crystals, which is what yeah. powers the Death Star. So, you know, if you, if you watch Rogue One, you realize that the, what the crystals are being used for. And you're like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing there. The linking, the yeah. linkage. I liked, overall, I, I didn't have a problem with that
0: plot. Um, and I enjoyed, uh, I think I think you Broke it down really great. The The first episode, you know, they're focused on this dish and, and, you know, the rebels are basically saying, hey, we want to use this. We want to tap into the Empire Super Dish, basically, yeah. and try to get secret information. Uh, meanwhile, Guerrero shows up and uh, basically kind of blows it up and steals uh, Ezra and uh, Sabine. Doesn't really steal them. He's basically like, Hey kids, hop in my U Wing. I've got some candy. <laughs> and they're like, Cool, Uncle Saul. Where do you want to go? And uh, he's like, I'm kind of obsessed with this super, super secret weapon. Let's go uh track some something down.
1: Yeah. I mean it made no sense, like real. I mean, I, I saw Mon Mothra's side on this, you know. It's like the whole Sabine or or uh was it Sabine or the other one? Uh Ezra. Not Ezra, but like no. they wanted, they wanted to blow it up. You know, they wanted to blow up the satellite as well. Like I yeah. so see Saul's point of view on this. I was like, no, I was like, it's silly. I was like, if you blow it up, it's just a a pinprick to the Empire. They don't care. Like it, it just was like, oh, someone blew up our satellite. Big deal. Build another one. But if you can tap into it without them knowing it, and learn information that would be huge. Yeah. And so it didn't make sense to me, in, in the fact that like Saul just shows up and drops some bombs. It was like, hey, jump in my plane, hey. Like I'm like. <laughs> But, I mean, I get it. It's cool for kids to be like, oh, like, you know, the good guys won. But uh, I guess it would kind of would have been boring for kids to watch an episode of just like, hey, we put a tracker on a satellite into the episode. <laughs> I, it is it is kind of one of those weird things like they
0: continually have to blow up or upstage. I mean, they make a joke about it, too, even in this episode, which, you know, I, I do enjoy some of their tongue in cheek humor where sometimes I think they're, certain lines are really directed at the fans, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the, uh um, this, that episode, that part one, you know, ends. And then part two is them tracking down the Kyber crystal. And then here's where we get to see the, the death troopers, which I enjoyed the aspect that they showed that the death troopers are at least smarter than your average storm trooper, And, you know, they're, they're, a little, there's something a little bit more threatening, you know. And I think that, as you pointed out, you know that threat level has to be increased. I think that's what's great about when Thron appears in the show
1: now. Yeah, um, that's another point I meant to make too about Thron. Like, I'm curious what they do with him because I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want him to die and right. rebels i I really don't um you know the inquisitors and things like that you're like okay yeah they can be dispensed with but thrawn is such a great character i i mean i can't see where they're going to go with him after rebels but i just don't want him <laughs> to die because i mean i I remember you know him reading you know after the thrawn trilogy it's like no he he clearly lives so yeah you know you can't even though those aren't canon i don't think but it's like no you can't kill thrawn thrawn's just too i think it and uh I mean, just to talk about Thrawn,
0: I know, I know, we're in the middle of a saga, and we should be. <laughs> Sorry, I know I was distracted. No, no, I really don't. I, I mean, I, I had no problem with. I just think these were just, you know, a solid kind of like B
2: <laughs>
0: episode. You know, they didn't. It didn't rock the bar up to an A level of you know what maybe the Mandalorian episode was for you. Um, and I and I liked it too. I don't get me wrong. I, I thought it was a great premiere. Again, like this, the the double structure here, and still getting like one solid story out of it. You know, it's rewarding to watch in you know, a whole forty minutes, forty-five. Mm. Um, but back to Thrawn, <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, really, what makes him such a great Star Wars character? I was thinking about this um, because you know, I, I hated him, I hated him in *Heir to the Empire* and and Aww. reading it in the Thrawn, *Thrawn* trilogy because he's so smart. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have the physical, you know, or force powers of of Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker. He's just got his mind, and, and he is such a great tactician um, in how he figures figures things out. And I think these next two episodes, um, well, at he, least
1: with the flight of the Defender,
0: I don't think he's in the occupation.
1: Yeah, he's he's a he's, uh, he's Patton. He's General Patton. That's yeah, what he, that's what he is. I mean, the the scene and uh, Defender where he's shooting at the TIE fighter with his pistol is straight yeah, out of Patton. It's, that's right. It, that's what it is. And, uh, I think they're, that's what they were trying to go for is that, you know, he is this, he's this general who is in love with his, with his own, you know, he's a prima donna. That's what he is. Uh, but he, but you know, most good generals are, I mean, MacArthur was a prima donna. I mean, all of them are, they, they're in love with their own legend. So, well, well <clears throat> the, uh, To set up these these next two
0: episodes, and I I I made a couple notes here. Um was Ezra being uh prophetic when he said that he was returning to Lothal and he's there to stay.
1: Oh I guess I must have missed that line. Yeah, he Uh. I mean
0: he says it very like emphatically, like, I'm going, you know, I'm returning to Lothal, you know, like and if I'm going, I'm there to stay. Like, like he was kind of like. Because he's he's upset, he's frustrated with the rebellion not helping. You know, we saw that right. build up at least with the Mon Mothma, uh saw storyline. So it,
1: it does make total sense in the fact that that's where he started. You know, he was just a, a, a kind of like a common thief, almost you right. know, just a hooligan. And uh, but he always did. He always wanted to help <clears throat> his planet, his system, and now he's got the power to do it not really he does individually that he can make a difference but you know he does he sees the people that are helping him not really helping him yeah and uh, i could totally see that as a, as a way out now um saying like hey i'm going to go help my planet and start my own rebellion on my own planet
0: right right or or be there and, and and stay with that planet i mean it um there's there's a couple other uh you know possibilities uh which i'll i'll get to but um Anyway, I'm really not sure why these parts, these aren't just a one and two because they, they do flow and connect together. Um, uh, however, it, it is worth note- noticing that uh, at the beginning of the occupation, um, Sabine's hair has changed. Yeah. This, this is before she goes undercover. So it's, it's before they even go undercover. Her hair's changed.
1: Yeah, it's just it was just like a dark black with like a little light purple or something or a dark purple on the bottoms so Right. Tips. Yeah, right. I thought that was really strange because you're so used to seeing her with the white hair. Uh, yeah,
0: no, no. typically her hair changes once per season. Usually mm-hmm. it's at the open is her new hairstyle, and that's usually what they, they've kept it with. Probably for the animators, uh, you know, as well. But, uh, you know, they do like to have her to have her own flair and style, so they mm-hmm. do change it up. Um, but it is usually just once per season that they do it. Now, it might seem strange to talk about Sabine's hair so much. Um, (laughs) My daughter noticed it as well, of course. And I thought it was interesting that she said, oh, she's letting her hair go natural. Which I hadn't thought. Like, that's her natural hair color that she's letting uh, come through. Um, Also, uh, is there a time... And so this was the other thing, is that I think it's supposed to indicate that there's a time jump between episode four and episode five. There's,
2: like,
0: yeah. There's like some, some time there. So, and that's the, the, the only, the other indication is, is that her helmet has a new paint job as well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of point those little, cause they're tiny little clues that I think just let us know. Okay. Like episodes one through four, you know, maybe it's a one year and three months before a new hope. Mm-hmm. And now it's one year. You know, like three months have passed, or who knows? So, anyway, m- and maybe they have a dye salon, you know, right there on the <laughs> ship. But Zeb's like really good at dyeing hair. That's why he's purple. He is. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> the first episode's called The Occupation. It's not a job, it's an occupation. <laughs> um, after a really bad vision of Ryder and Old Joe, uh, Ezra finally gets his wish uh, from Mon Mothma. And the rebels are sent back to Lothal with humorous disguises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which among these these disguises did you find the most?
1: Well, I guess I guess probably Zeb. Zebs? Zeb. Zeb. Yeah, just because he's because I was a big fan of Firefly, and to me, he's the Jane character. If you watch Firefly, anyone out yeah. there? And because he's the the big brute. Yeah, he's the muscle. Yeah, he's the muscle, and then the fact he's got this like little tiny helmet on, like condensing <laughs> his his head, you know, and it's like, oh, well, that clearly can't be comfortable. But uh, that's just me thinking. But yeah, I mean, they're all goofy. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, come on, Kanan's outfit looks like something from somebody trying too hard in the '80s. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like way too hard in the '80s. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, I actually liked uh, Hera's outfit. Um, it was it was funny because it was more. It was actually more feminine than what she usually wears. She usually is more of a utilitarian, like, you know, I wear a a mechanics outfit or a flight suit. She was wearing something that was more personable. We get a little bit more of that in this episode. Um, Other things, uh, Rebels are sent back. Uh, Yeah, I got that. While, uh, (laughs) Excuse me. The other part I wanted to note was that Rex and uh, Kate uh, Callis – they fly off with the ghost. They have a funny interaction there where Callus thinks he's going to fly the ship, but, um, he's, he's not, I don't know. It was just great. I thought it was, <laughs> it was great where Rex was like, no, nah, you're not
1: yeah. flying the ship." And like it, no. he also looks like he's gained some weight too. Not Rex, but, uh, uh, yeah. Spectrum, you know, like I had a so oh, fulcrum, fulcrum. fulcrum is what I was, yeah. Really, yeah it's like, wow. Like, he's really let himself go since leaving the empire. (laughs) He's got got the full beard now instead of like the, the nice trimmed, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, he, he's, he's made himself a a good home
1: being a rebel. Um, There was another good joke. I'm not sure if it's in defender or occupation between Zeb and, uh, and Rex. Yeah. where he says you have a new unique face or something. Yeah. Something like that. And he goes, "Oh, well, is that a clone joke? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's <laughs> really good. subtle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was, it, was, it was pretty smart. Um, well anyway, the, uh, I think it is in that, that, uh, that episode, but the, the rebel crew attempt to sneak, sneak back onto Lothal using a Visago ship. Um, and, uh, they've struck a deal involving puffer pigs, which clearly comes into play. Um, Perhaps a a bit more simple humor, humor here, but uh, really effective when you're watching it with kids.
1: Now they're 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 totally going to play a a key role in the Last Jedi. (laughs) Yeah, total setup. It is everywhere. Seeing Lothal on the verge of destruction
0: uh, really sets a new tone, uh, because you know this the planet itself has really been a character through the seasons, and when we come back to it, it's basically on fire. Hmm. everything's red it's it's really showing what the empire does it slashes and burns and it uses up everything that the planet has and, and leaves nothing um so uh i don't really have a like a, a hard breakdown of this episode but there's a, a tavern involved there's baron Val-
1: valen Ruder. there's olig yeah that was neat too because like uh could <laughs> they had Made him sound more German. It's kind of like he's the big <laughs> Baron, you know. Like, was like oh, That's right. baron, how is this guy gonna come in? Later? Yeah,
0: baron Valen Ruder. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he was uh, he first appeared in uh, episode three of season one, and uh, oh. last appeared in, in uh, season one, episode eight. So, he he has some history with the rebels, um, and clearly, as you do with your last season, you got to pull out the stops. You got to pull out those deep characters from season one. So the last it's season. So memorable. You know? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that guy.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I <laughs> um, expected
1: it to be him to play a bit more of a role, especially when it came to the Defender episode of like, oh, you got an ace here because he clearly you know says I am in you know you might have heard of me, I'm an Empire ace. You know. No,
0: they retired him. They gave him the bar. They don't want him to fly anymore.
1: But that's that was a cover though. I feel. It oh, you know? okay. was a cover for him to 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 pilot the the new prototype you know cuz wilds had him there cuz it was probably supposed to be hush hush you know and everything and he can't grow a mustache yeah that that guy that was flying it had a had a nice stash
0: um <laughs> all right um this episode uh basically it uh culminates with the rebels being chased through the sewer, sewers of Lothal um yeah. which was some pretty cool scenes there i mean yeah. i i felt the tension of like any one of these people I, I don't know, that tension, that dark tension of the noose of the Empire really closing around them. Uh yeah. they find the Phoenix seed symbols leading them to uh writer.
1: Yeah, and, I like uh, I like the I like the Phoenix symbols, you know, like the whole like, Oh that's cool, like they're following the clues and you know, and then of course, though of course, the one thing I didn't like was you're in close quarters with stormtroopers firing literally at you from both sides, and they don't <laughs> hit one person. And you're like, are you kidding? Like that's a I know stormtroopers are bad shots, yeah. But still, it's like how is that possible?
0: Right. You need to just hire death troopers, okay? They're much better. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole se- sequence with a ladder. I'm like, how are they not getting them? Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, next episode, uh, so the, yes, they make it to Ryder. I, I can't remember any other major things that stand out at the end of that episode, but um, uh, it, it definitely sets up where the next episode begins, Flight of the Defender.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, that's just the, the whole point of the episode is just to, to get them established on Lothal, on show Lothal. them that the Empire's in charge, and then they discover that, yeah, that the new fighter.
0: The new fighter, and and of the two, you know, Flight of the Defender definitely has um, has a lot of cool things in it that uh, I don't know. For me, it, it was my favorite amongst the uh, the six that we've had so far. Um, maybe because of the loth
1: cats. I mean, those loth cats are really cute. <laughs> they're they're humorous. <laughs> they were. I for a split second, I thought they were going to be porgs. I was like. No, don't kill me, <laughs> Borgs. And I was like, Oh, the loaf cats. Okay, cool. Well, they, which I don't know why I thought that was any better. I was like, Okay. They well, they've
0: cute. they've been around for a while, you know. They've they've you know they're a, a native on the fall here. But uh, you know, and maybe this was a little bit expected what was going to happen. These Loathcats cats coming up. But I did thought, thought it was pretty humorous how the Loathcats cats interacted with the stormtroopers and actually attacked them.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think the stormtroopers would have chased them that far at the end of the episode. Oh, like really? You're going to chase them. What? Six miles. <laughs> Just because of-
0: <laughs> I guess if, if, if one, if there is a moral to any of these like senseless killings of stormtroopers, because I don't know how many stormtrooper deaths my, my kids have witnessed now is, is that it Maybe it teaches them, Hey, if you're dumb, like a stormtrooper,
1: you don't die. Live. You might, you, you I, will I, die. You, I mean, you will. Oh, Oh, like they, the, they lived because um, so they, they lived were at the lived. bottom of the barrel. Yeah, they were the bottom, bottom. Like, they they left the combat zone and lived. Even though they got knocked down, probably knocked unconscious by the the, the TIE Defender flying, you know, buzzing them. But it's like, wow, their stupidity kept them alive. (laughs) Well,
0: I loved everything about seeing the TIE Defender um, as, uh, as, you know, just the tension that was kind of building up. And even the bumblingness of of Ezra here as he – literally just falls almost right in front of Thrawn, you know, uh, just yeah. hey. it, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like something I would do. Like I would just trip and fall and write. Hey, I
1: know you, like you're the guy <laughs> who tries to kill me every episode. Yeah. That you know? was great. That was some, um, Here, here's a good question. Like, uh, just cause it made me think of, you said high defender and this, what this episode about, one of the things that was really interesting to me as a kid with the original trilogy is that they always introduced new technology in every movie. You know, mm-hmm. you have just the regular Tie Fighter and the X Wing and the Y Wing in the original. Then you know the next one, you have the AT-ATs and you have the Snow Speeders and the Tie Bombers, the Tie Bombers exactly. And the next one you have the Tie Interceptor uh, and the and the uh, the B Wing and A Wing. Mm-hmm. And so with the Rebels though, it seems like they've introduced every single a uh, ship. Except uh, the X-Wing. Have they shown the X-Wing? The no, X-Wing, though, is one of the oldest, though. So, okay.
0: it's Yeah, they've only shown the Y-Wings. Uh, that was a big deal, I guess, about the, the trailer was that they showed the X-Wings, and this is the first time that the X-Wings will actually be on the show.
1: Okay. So, yeah. But I, I don't know, because I uh, – There is some- a – Oh, go ahead. It takes it kind of takes it away, you know, like as in the surprise. You know, like they've they've shown the speeders. You know, the speeders were such a big deal in Jedi, and like now they've been introduced in Clone Wars and in Rebels, and it's like, oh, they're not as cool because like people are used to them now. I love how
0: Rebels digs deep though. So like those those uh, troop transports, Mm -hmm. that was something that Hasbro Hasbro created, and they decided to bring that in and, and make that a thing. Now you
1: um, talk about the you talk about the troop the the, the lander that uh, that Thron came in on or what?
0: Oh no, the uh, I, I don't think it was in this episode. Um, they've shown it in previous seasons, but it's a it's an imperial troop transport where they actually have troops on the side. Um, oh, on right. the, okay, yeah. yeah. It was it was a Hasbro ship, and they actually made it part of canon basically by by introducing it into the show. So
1: it's the same as like what what I was saying though, like the. Uh, the, the shuttle that Thrawn lands on, yeah, that was uh, a 1997 addition to you know, and a new hope. Like, you see, oh, it, right, you see it just for a split second when the stormtroopers are looking in the desert and go, Look, sir, droids, you know, yeah, like you see one land, yeah, you yeah. see one land, and then they mm-hmm. be introduced it. And Rebels of just showing, like, hey, like, here's that yeah. ship, and you're like, Wow, like, that's that's really cool to me, like, that you're, I,
0: I, um. A little, a little, you know, not that I couldn't get any more geeky on a Star Wars podcast, but um, I've been, I've been playing a Star Wars, what is it? X-Wing miniature game. It's a roll, it's a dice roll game. Um, It's something I would not have like just picked up on my own, but my, my brother got into it and he's like, Hey, play this Star Wars game with me. And it's like, Oh, you're twisting my arm playing a Star Wars game. Okay. What are the rules?
2: Um,
0: (laughs) He, he got really heavy into it. I don't know how, how many hundreds of dollars he spent on ships.
1: Um, oh, I know exactly what game you're talking about. Yeah. Seen, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, he has he got a lot of ships now. But long story short, I get to enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there are so many connections to things that I've seen in Rebels, uh, as far as Rebel ships, that, that have just appeared. It's, it's kind of amazing how much of an influence it actually has on the game. So the Tide Defender is something that I've actually fought against my brother. He loves to fly that TIE Defender. So I'm very familiar with the Tide Defender. So when it came up, I was like, oh, yeah, those are nasty.
1: Well, like, yeah, like I have uh, on my iPhone, I have a Star Wars Commander, which is uh, you design a base. You know, you can be Empire or you can be Rebels. And, and uh, the whole purpose of the game is to destroy other people's bases. <laughs> and – so this is Star Wars. What is it called now? Star Wars Commander. Commander. Okay. I think it's called Commander. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, but
0: I think, I, this, I think this. is an app yeah, that Commander, I've looked at a couple
1: it's times. An app, yeah, and it. I mean, I luckily got into it fairly when it was new. Mm-hmm. Um, there's ten levels. I'm on level nine, almost to level ten now. But like, if I started out right now with all the add-ons they've done to it with extra equipment and extra heroes, it's like, wow, it would take me forever to get where I'm at now. But uh, yeah, like they've introduced new. Stuff since you know, and I remember because you originally just had Tie Interceptor, Tie Fighter, Tie Bomber, and now you have the Tie Defender and some other extra things. Tie like Striker, Strikers, yeah. And yeah. the Tie Defender though is one of my favorite ones to use. The the Tie Defender uh, hmm. is a, it just it it blows up pretty much anything in your path. It, it's it's yeah, it is a. Yeah, it's kind reason. of funny that we don't
0: actually see it in, you know, A New Hope. So I don't know. I don't know how the rebels are going to destroy the technology of the defender, but, um, what's
1: well, the same as like, uh, well, no, I and, you say, like, you see, you see like Vader's tie advance a little bit, right? Uh, but then you that's it, you only see Vader. That's it. I mean, like, Cause Like I know the Inquisitor had one that was like the prototype in, in season one or two.
0: Yeah, and they did a really great job of setting up all of the backstory about the prototype and and even the inquisitors. Uh although the recent Darth Vader comic, I will say, goes into much more detail as to the Inquisitors. I think we mentioned we may have talked about that. I don't it, recall. Oh, we didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, to finish out, though, um, the, the Flight of the Defender episode, um, it mainly consists of uh, Ezra and Sabine stealing this uh, Defender, at, kind of bumbling through it. Um, and uh, at some point, so Sabine's flying it, but then she, she's, she realizes there's going to be an Imperial tracker on there, so she starts to work on that while Ezra flies. Uh, meanwhile thrawn wants to put it to the test because he knows a rebels in there he knows that it's either ezra or somebody else mm-hmm. and you know thrawn i mean yeah we get to see his brilliance because he just figures it out real quickly like what's happening and who's who's flying it and he figures out that Ezra's not the best pilot but he destroys three tie fighters i believe
1: but that's Like that's on something that was kind of confusing to me as well, and the fact that like Sabine is a great pilot because she trained to be that. Right. But Ezra is a Jedi, and Jedi are supposed to be good pilots because they can sense what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah. Even if even if they're not trained, they still have that ability. Right. So. But, I don't know, it, yeah, it, I mean, it, I didn't really it, understand that. Yeah, I mean, that is some some flaw in Thrawn's thinking because
0: yeah, Ezra would would be force sensitive and therefore fly the fly any ship better than most average people. So, um, anyway, they, they end up crashing it. Um, because it has a, a code on it or what have you. And the, kill, the other kill switch, kill switch, that other lady, she's ap- appeared. I, I didn't, I meant to write her name down. I just don't like her, Yeah, but she's on the poster. So I, I don't know how much of a main bad guy she's going to be. Um, but she's on the main poster right next to Thrawn. Like she's yeah. she's the other evil. So I don't know. Maybe they kill her off in Thrawn maps.
1: They just needed an extra, you know, uh Imperial officer to yeah.
0: <laughs> just to balance out the poster. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: <clears throat> All right. Well um let's see. The uh, the Empire sends out, of course, uh some uh I don't know, ships to basically search for. For them uh, meanwhile Ezra and uh, Sabine are rescued by a loath wolf
1: yeah that was kind of confusing to me uh, I'm yeah. sure they'll build into that in the next episode or at some point because you see Ezra see this wolf in the mm. distance earlier in the episode and it yes. doesn't really play a factor in it and then all of a sudden it appears and no one sees it except right. him. And you wonder if is it is it some kind of force, uh, spirit, or is it his parents' force spirit, kind of like a uh, Harry Potter? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're seeing yeah. the deer, you're saying the deer, or something. But like I, I didn't understand it, you know. And then all of a sudden they're whisked. I'm not to not to step on. Your no, no, go line. for it, yeah. But uh, you know, like they're whisked away, him and and because uh, she passes out.
0: Yeah. Uh, she, when the the wolf appears and he says sleep, yeah, and uh, she falls asleep. Immediately, but he doesn't right, so, and then he also says that uh in talking about the the loath wolf that one hasn't been seen in over a hundred years right it's it's a very extinct um the white wolf wolf, apparently, so but,
1: yeah, but then it but then also you know because I could see I could totally understand it if it was just like a force thing or some mm-hmm. kind of ancient magic. But the fact that there's a uh, a lothal, you know, the the cat. You know, yeah, there's a loth cat, a loth cat on top of it, which makes right. me go like, oh, so it is real. Uh, or right. I didn't understand it because it was like, okay, I can see it if it if nothing ever acknowledged it other than Ezra. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's a loth cat on top of it, I'm like, oh. Well, like,
0: in a lot of the promotional stuff, like leading up to the season two, you know, there's there's been a lot of taglines about follow the the white loth cat. Um, so, so there's something symbolic about the white loath cat. So Hmm. this is something that Filoni has kind of put out as well as some of the other rebel, um, animators, but yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the loath wolf gets them to safety and, uh, Ezra asks him a question of why, why he helped them. And it responds with uh, one word, doom. Now, on the, the outset of this, this is kind of scary, because it's like, is this Wolf Wolf, uh, harbor, you know, saying something about a harbinger, you know, like, are they doomed? Are you sure, you it, know? Wasn't,
1: are you sure it wasn't Doom?
0: <laughs> well, it's close. Uh, so I, I had to put on the closed captions just to, to, just to check, and it's, it's Doom, but it's spelled D-U-M-E, which is oh. actually Kanan's original name. Ooh, yeah. So
1: that's interesting.
0: So Kanan's former name when he was a Jedi was Caleb Doom.
1: Now you think, God, that would be, but so if Kanan some at some point dies, but I mm -hmm. I, you never know anything about like Force ghosts or time time traveling. So that's even stranger. Yeah, and
0: and Kanan seemed to understand. Like he was like, I believe you. You know, like he was, and, and Kanan's blind, but he can sense stuff. So, you know, may, maybe okay. he sensed the presence of, of the wolf wolf there, but everybody else didn't see the wolf wolf because both of them are force sensitive and Kanan's.
1: You think they're going like a, with a game of Thrones type thing here where you've got the, the wolf, the dire wolf, and, <laughs> and, and, and you've got a uh, Kanan like warging into this thing and taking control of it to help Ezra. <laughs> like what's going um, on here?
0: Well, one other thing that I want to just kind of put out here um, to at least maybe for you to chew on or, or even the listeners is the fact that we've seen Ezra's force powers um, throughout the seasons, specifically as it relates to animals. He has always had a connection with animals. True. Um, there's like these space whales that he communes with. And then there's those weird flying manta like creatures that fly. They're that like birds. Uh, the owls in season two that we saw, um, even the loath cats at the beginning, it seemed like the loath cats were doing what Ezra wanted them to do, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so it, you know, how the wolf might be communicating with with him, you know, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think it's a really great way to, and I guess what I love about it is the mystery
1: yeah. and
0: the fact that. Not only did we get something cool with the tie defender and and uh, Sabine and Ezra doing doing their stuff, um, we got the uh, the Force mystery, which which I always like.
1: Yeah, and oh wow, like you said, how many episodes do we have left? Do you think?
0: Okay, so uh, we're kind of at that that point too. Um, schedule for upcoming Rebel episodes: um, November sixth, this coming Monday, is Kindred and Crawler Commanders Commandeers camp commandeers commandeers i don't know it has Mm. deers in it uh i i I just saw that episode and i was like really crawler can can, be like i don't know anyway so two episodes on monday uh and then the following monday november 13th there's just one episode called rebel assault
2: okay
0: following a holiday break uh it will be back early 2018 for its final run of episodes my my oh, and it says leading up to a top secret series finale.
1: Hmm. Well, so, that's like I said, not only do they have to address the crew and all the characters of the main show, but you also like, what are you going to do with Ahsoka? Yeah. You know, uh, there's a couple of things that they need to really. So, attack.
0: so I think you know, here we can kind of you know speculate who lives, who dies. Primarily, you know, and I and I agree that Ahsoka is kind of a big question mark, but I also wonder if it's something that Dave Filoni might be wanting to leave open for another series.
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know, cause I, I always felt that I as mean, I actually talked to Ashley Eckstein about it at Comic-Con after the Clone Wars ended, who's the voice of Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And I, I remember like going like, I kind of hoped you'd die, you know? And like, she <laughs> kind of like looked at me like odd because she already knew at this point that she was going to be in Rebels. Uh-huh. I, I didn't yet, but I was like, well, I was like, you gotta think about it from my point of view. I was like, you know, Anakin lost his mom. He loses right. his wife. It makes sense for him to lose his apprentice as well. And right. she's like, oh yeah, I totally see that. But you know, it's just the fact that like, and then it, it didn't happen. But I was like, oh, but I, I'm glad they did what they did. And the fact that the Clone Wars didn't get a proper ending and there's no telling what would have happened if it, yeah. You know. But like I said, it's another reason of like why I tend to like the dark side of things. And like, it, oh yeah,
0: no, I, I, I love the. Um... Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the. Our favorite episode is probably still the Twilight of the Apprentice Part Two. I would think mm-hmm. so. Um, who lives, who dies? Uh, so yeah, primarily you know of our uh, main rebel family here. You have Kanan, Ezra, Sabine, and Zeb. All four, we don't know their whereabouts or what happens to them post Rebels, and um, you know we probably won't know. But my speculation, still, I feel like I see Kanan sacrificing himself to save Ezra. Um, I don't, I could, I mean, I guess they could go down the part path of Ezra turns on Kanan, but I don't feel like that really fits the family unit theme that they've, they've right.
1: I don't held so together. Either. And plus you've already kind of got, I don't think they would want, I mean, you never know it's Disney, uh, but like, I don't think they would want to do that. And the fact that you already have Anakin turning against Obi-Wan, they wouldn't want to mirror right. that or kind of redo that because it's like, Oh, it's something we've already. Seen. Yeah. But what's the point.
0: Um what, my, one of my other speculations, uh they do tear tear out the uh one of the things they were trying to get from the, the TIE Defender was uh the flight recorder, but they also pulled out the hyperdrive and hit it. Um this mm-hmm. is where we first see the white loath cat and um and the episode and it kind of leads leads Ezra to this hiding spot where they put the hyperdrive. And Sabine says, like, oh, writer's u-wing doesn't have a hyperdrive if we're ever going to get off this place like we're going to need that my other speculation is what if they're leaving and they have to do a blind jump deep outside of the galaxy
2: Hmm.
0: sabine and ezra have to do a blind jump they're in a u-wing that has got a modified hyperdrive and then boom it's in ballastar galactica yeah (laughs) Yeah, they do. They go on. We got to jump. We got (laughs) to jump. I don't know. I mean, like, no, no. I get it. Like that PSG part of me that's coming through. But that was kind of my like. Well, I could see them, you know, putting those two off on their own.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there definitely is that whole part of the galaxy of like the unknown regions that um, there's very little written about. So you could totally see that. But I don't know. Like I said, there's only a few episodes left. I mean, if you wanted to end it that way, where you'd be like, oh, like Ezra but I don't, I don't i can't see it i don't know i <laughs> like sabine's my favorite character i don't want, i don't want anything bad to happen to her i don't know why i like <laughs> Sabine, I just do no no
0: it's she uh, no she's she's super cool and uh, i like i love the fact that she's an artist and you know even her outfit changes as they go mm. they progress through the seasons as well constantly being adjusted
1: i think so- it's also okay. interesting, like because uh, it's not canon anymore either. But like you know, like they're you know, the whole symbol of the rebellion is based off of you know Sabine's phoenix mm-hmm. uh, symbol. But I always kind of like you know because in um the secret apprentice or the force unleashed. That's what I was called. I was called oh, secret yeah. apprentice. But the force unleashed, you know, like the rebel symbol came from The apprentice's family crest. That's oh, like, right. That's yeah. the way I always think of it. It's like, oh, the rebel symbol came from his crest, you know? And I'm like, oh, no, that's not. That's just a legend. Oh, it's just a le- Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I, I will
0: just point out that uh, one of my favorite lines comes from Ahsoka uh, from from that uh, season two finale, Twilight of the Apprentice. She says there's truth in some of those legends. Oh, well She says there's truth in legends. So I always felt that that was like one of those like little fan service kind of sound bites where it's like she's saying, "Some legend things are true," and as we come to find out, Grand Admiral Thrawn being one of those things that he was a legend, and now he's like he's made it into the pantheon. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't see them. Not, I mean, I'm so glad we've talked about this privately too. Like, I'm glad they brought Thrawn in because he is a yeah. great character. Like, how could you not
0: bring him in? And he's the only bad guy that they have had through two seasons. Um, if you don't count Darth Vader, but you know, Darth Vader's always there, but he's their their are only kind of adversary that they've ever like focused on for two seasons is,
1: is how, I don't know how they I, broke it down. That's, that's another thing. Like me just being tending to like the dark, dark nature of things. Uh, it would be, to me, it would be a really good, not conclusion, but like maybe three or four episodes prior to the conclusion of, like, letting Thrawn actually have a victory, you know, of, like, oh. not, you know, you have to kill, like, uh, kill, like, one character, or two characters, you know, like, and, and something. I don't know, I guess, like you said, you have to, you know, sew it up at some point, because, yeah. uh, and so it would make sense if, like, he actually got, to show how brilliant of a, a general he is, but, I mean, like I said, it's a Disney cartoon, they're not going to kill characters, but if it was me writing it for actual Star Wars, that's what I would Tend to do. Or you could, I mean, you could kill Canaan that way. You know, yeah. you could you could do it that way. Um, or I mean, like I said, like you said too, like Canaan sacrificing himself. So you you have the, you have both of it. Like Canaan sacrifices mm-hmm. himself, but also Thrawn wins. So right. it's like that to me would make more sense. Yeah. maybe, yeah, I, just, I, maybe I just predicted it. I don't know.
0: No, <laughs> no. I mean, I I've, I've I've thought that that this. I mean, I think that Heron that the Hera Canaan relationship is going to be one of those bittersweet things that you know if 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 he saves her even
2: mm-hmm.
0: to protect her because you know clearly they're setting up um
2: those romantic. two yeah, so, you know. connection. yeah
0: um all right nick yeah, you know what going. we could we could keep going
1: It's true we've been going long this is probably the longest episode we've had this
0: is probably the longest episode and you know we did tackle six episodes um Maybe, maybe we can come back and, and tackle more.
1: If, yeah, guys, like anyone out there listening, if, uh, if you want to hear more Rebels recaps, let us know, and um, maybe we'll wait four episodes or six episodes and, and do another batch recap discussion.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's, there's three episodes more until uh, Thanksgiving, so let us know. Uh, or let us know if there's a topic you'd like us to talk about. You can um, send us an email, as I, as I mentioned before, to uh, theforceswelldone at gmail.com. Um, you could also help us out uh, subscribe to us rate review us on iTunes or tell a friend about us So, and um, you know if you purchase a lot of Star Wars toys like I do <laughs> uh, you can always go on to com slash Amazon and uh, order you know I like to look for those little add-on items that are just like warehouse closeouts that are really cheap like for $3 that if I just throw them into my cart that's something Star Wars that's I like
1: I like subtle things. Subtle things. Like subtle Star Wars things that only like diehard geeks get. You know? <laughs> I don't know why. I just it's just me. Like you know, if I had if there was like a random shirt or a random something that had like actual Imperial language on it, you know, like the symbols <laughs> that you see, yeah. and like i like, oh, I'll get that because no one knows what that is unless you're <laughs> a Star Wars guy. And you're like, yeah, okay. That's just me. Um, or if you
0: just like books, cause you know, I know both of us are, are book readers. So, you know, feel free to, uh,
1: shop right. there. I bought, uh, Inferno Is it Inferno squad? Oh yeah. I, I bought that at Comic-Con. It was like the, the, the special edition cause it has a different cover than the one that actually came out and I still haven't read it because like I remember the reviews were kind of mixed I was like, hmm. oh, so if the <laughs> it makes me kind of go like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to read it now.
0: I'm in the middle of uh, Darth Plagueis right now, so oh. I'm trying to finish that out before The Last Jedi to see if there's any clues as far as if that's really Snoke or, or not. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, but, I, I think it is. I mean, I think that, that's, to me, is the only logical uh, thing. If it's, if it's
0: not, it's still a pretty great uh, read as far as learning about the Munns or the Mumes. I don't know how you pronounce it, but I've always said Mons, So
1: That book also had mix, too, because it skips timeline. <clears throat> yeah. so much that I think that was the biggest negative about it was that it was hard to keep up with what, for some people anyway, oh. where, where they were in the book of like, oh, this is like Palpatine younger and now Palpatine's older and then this oh. is, you know, like, oh, okay.
0: Well, I just remember it starts off with Palpatine ol- older and just killing him. Um, that's kind of like the beginning, but then it then it starts with not even Palpatine and you you're kind of working up to the moment where he meets Palpatine, which is kind of Right about where I'm at. So Okay. Um it's it's pretty it, it's also interesting too is like how much Plagueis was actually setting up the events of the Phantom Menace, even. Yeah. So
1: uh, I mean, was, a lot of the money and that's what a lot of people in hindsight now have said is like wow Palpatine really wasn't that great. You know, he was just basically fulfilling Plagueis' mm-hmm. plan and that he's not this master manipulator that everyone believed him to be. Uh, right, and that's what makes even more sense is if Snoke ends up being Plagueis it's like oh that's really cool to, to yeah. tie in the fact that like there's that line from I think it's one of the trailers that we've heard is it or oh, it actually was in Force Awakens wasn't it that said you know I, I've been around to see the the fall of the long, I've been around long enough to see the fall of the rebellion or the fall of the empire I mean the fall I, of the republic
0: I thought you said something about the the Knights of the, the Rent the Knights of Rent I thought it was, there was a line about the Knights of Ren. But anyway, if you know what Nick's talking about, or you <laughs> want to correct either of us on anything we've discussed, yeah, feel free. We always love uh, reading emails on, on air. Um, you can become a patron member. I, I already mentioned that. But uh, you know, feel free to uh, uh, join all of the enjoyable J&Jack uh, productions by subscribing to the whole Enchilada feed on iTunes. And um,
1: Do you have our... Uh patrons we have to think
0: i do i, wanna... <laughs> do I want to i didn't
1: remember okay. <laughs> I, I just remember Taff in tokyo <laughs> uh,
0: eckhart, richter, eckhart richter molly the millennial and i have ed the intergalactic letter carrier Letterker. this yeah so it, it, he's intergalactic for this the
1: would, that, would they be letter letter carriers though in intergalactic wouldn't they be something else like holocron oh Holocon holocron keeper. keepers yeah yeah
0: holocron <laughs> traders no, that doesn't sound good. Um anyway, uh that's our show for this week. Uh thanks for joining us as always. Um, you know, maybe next
1: time Chris will be back. <laughs> to interrupt <laughs> us and sidetrack us more than we already do. But we went extra long without him.
0: So um hope you enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. All right. May the
2: force be with you. <laughs>
0: Great kid, don't get cocky.